Welcome. You are tuned in again to the Conversation Cabin podcast, and I'm your fearless host, Farah. And tonight, I have a truly special episode lined up for you all. We are about to delve into the mysterious and often misunderstood world of the paranormal with our esteemed guests that have blessed me with a little bit of their time today from the paranormal investigation team, Barrier Beyond. I am all about having people on that are genuine in this field. And that's why I am bringing Victor and Jasmine on. They're coming all the way from sunny Cali. Barrier Beyond is a dynamic duo. If you haven't already checked out their captivating show on YouTube, I highly recommend you do. It is a fascinating journey into the unknown that will leave you on the edge of your seat. And if that isn't enough to satiate your curiosity, they've just released their gripping documentary, Dead Follows, now available on Amazon Prime. This isn't your typical ghost hunting show. Barrier Beyond brings a refreshing authenticity to the field of paranormal investigation. What I absolutely love is their commitment to genuine exploration. They aren't interested in faking evidence for views or overproducing their content. Instead, it's just them and their tools immersing you in their surroundings as they navigate through uncharted territory. Tonight, we're going to get up close and personal with Victor and Jasmine. We'll learn more about them as individuals, what brought them together to form Barrier Beyond, their experiences in ghost hunting, the highs, the lows, and everything in between. We'll also delve into their beliefs about the paranormal world and discuss some of their most intriguing investigations. So buckle up, listeners. It's going to be an enlightening ride into the mysterious world of the paranormal with Barrier Beyond starts now. Loft is a family says something crashed into their backyard pumpkin and then they called 911 saying they saw creatures with the beast in the road. road. Jeffrey Dunn. And tomorrow, a man named Ted Bundy was going to die in Florida's electric chair. They do exist, but they don't exist. They keep telling us they don't exist, but they block every opportunity. No rest I wanted to kill somebody. Conversation Cabin Podcast. Let's dive into our conversation with the Paranormal Investigation Team Barrier Beyond. And Jasmine, how are you guys doing? Thank you for coming on. Hi. Thank you for having us. We're doing really It's wonderful to meet you. I wanted to talk to you guys for so long. I really enjoy watching you two. You are one of the most genuine teams out there. The first question I have to ask is, how did you guys meet? I've known her since high school. 
throughout the years, we would hang out and everything, but then we went our own separate ways. She had her friends. I had my friends. And then I started ghost hunting and she would reach out to me and be like, oh, I don't believe in it. Take me here. Show me there. I had took her to a hospital, an abandoned hospital that was close by. And after that, she yeah. became a hundred percent believer. A hundred percent. I've never actually, before doing what we do, I had never had any type of paranormal experience ever. So for me, it was more of, if I don't see it, I don't believe it. If I don't experience it, I don't believe it. So yeah, I would tell Victor that that's not true. Or you make fun of me. I would, I was on the other side, the skeptic side. So then he took me one day to Rancho Los Amigos. I don't know if you've heard about that place, but it used to be an abandoned asylum in Downey, California. And that place was so active as hell. Active. Every single time we'd go there, it was just nonstop activity. Yeah. So after that night, I was like, wow, yeah. like th this shit is real. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think maybe even you, Victor, we've all started off as skeptics. And then there's yeah. just been that one time that sent us over that line. I did catch your documentary, which correct me if I'm wrong. It seemed like you two came together because both of your fathers had passed away. And yeah. it seemed like that kind of brought your bond a little closer to. Yeah. I would say definitely. That's what got me into ghosts is like when my dad had passed away, I was a little kid. So I couldn't understand it, but I always had wondered, like, where did he go? Where do we all go when we pass away? So just growing up, it just became something in my mind that I wanted to look for answers and, and proof that there is life after death. That's what pretty much kept me just going and going. And that's when me and Jasmine formed this. And now we're traveling around the world and investigating locations. That's awesome. Victor, for you, what was your turning point into... Yes, this is a definite, I might've seen or heard things before, but this is the seal, the deal where I believe, and I want to go after this even more. When would you it say that? It actually was that hospital, that hospital we just talked about, Rancho Los Amigos, because that was our local kind of abandoned hospital at the time. It's unfortunately burned down now, but the times we'd go, at the time I didn't have equipment or anything like that. It was just like us and a few friends would go investigate it or explore it, but we would hear voices people screaming in the rooms when nobody was in there. You feel like you're being followed. That hospital was insane. And that's when I knew for sure there is something after this life. That's one question that I was really excited to ask you was, in your own words, both of you, what can you tell my listeners about the afterlife? We started off not with all the REM pod, the cat balls and the SLS and all this other stuff that has been created for the paranormal. People that have passed on, they can really communicate with you literally through anything. They mostly communicate through radio frequencies. You can turn on a radio, play it backwards, and they will communicate with you. If the energy is strong enough, you can communicate with someone and they can turn off a light switch or make a knock. Like physical things that don't really have to do with equipment. We've experienced so many things where we don't really use that much equipment and we get so much activity just by letting the spirit know, hey, we're here. We want to communicate with you if there's anything you want 
to say to us or anything like that. Do you have better communication with them without using so much tools? Do you think it's a little better? It depends, really. I feel like, yeah, yeah. sometimes we'll go to places and we won't even need equipment. We won't even need to use everything because there's been so much going on. Like the spirits are really intelligent, but Mm -hmm. there is times where we do need like a spirit box or some sort of other equipment to communicate with them. What kind of preparation do you do before you go to a place? Do you research on them? How do you pick the equipment that you do? I think we both just text each other stuff. Like if I find a location, I'll text it to her. If she finds it, she'll text it to me and we'll be like, let's do it. Yeah. We honestly, we don't have any kind of like preparation, so to say. We just, Hey, we found a location. Let's make sure that it's not fenced up or something like that. And we honestly just, we'd go in raw, take all of our equipment. We decide, Hey, let's use this or this. If not, we, we honestly don't really research too much on the location. We just like to go in completely just raw. I feel that sometimes that's even better because that way you're not having anything in your head. When you go in there, right. do you guys feel that either one of you are a little bit intuitive? Can you feel something when you guys walk into a building? Do you work off each other? Because I've talked to people that there's five people in the group, but they each bring something. One gets goosebumps. One says she hears like things talking to her sometimes, an intuition like, hey, go in that room. So what do you feel that you bring that has made you guys such a great duo. I'm not a psychic medium or anything like that, but I feel since we've been going to so many places that now I'm starting to feel things a little more. We'll go in one room, I won't feel nothing. We'll go into another room and my body will just give me that sense like something's in here. And she's the same way too. I think she's a little more than me though. Yeah, I feel like we both are sensitive. We don't claim to be psychic mediums, but we are very sensitive. I do feel I might be a little more sensitive because I let my mind just be open. If there's spirits around, I'm open to the spirit. So I feel like we both work off each other because we're both sensitive together. Yeah, and I've things too a lot now. Like we'll go, we filmed at the camp and I start seeing, it looked like a figure from the outside of the camp, but it had mm-hmm. no body. It was just like legs. Yeah. he. I actually- remember that. Yeah, he actually has seen things and I haven't, but I get the whole body feelings or the mental and the emotional part. That's what I get the most. That is a great bond for you. You can maybe see things where then when you tell her, hey, I think I see something out of the corner, you'll be able to gauge, is it friendly? Definitely, definitely, yes. I think I remember the one investigation, Victor, where it was the first time that I don't know what the name is. It's that church that you went with Jade oh, and when she had her cameraman, Jim, still. Yeah, the demonic and that's That was the first time we had met. We knew Jade, but that was the first time we had met the cameraman at the time. And then for him to get scratched and everything, that was the first time I had ever witnessed, experienced anybody getting scratched. Yeah. So that's when I knew like this right. church doesn't mess around. Wasn't it going after you at one of your return visits? I was hearing stuff that nobody else was hearing at the time. Even off mm-hmm. camera, I, I wanted to vomit at one point. But there was a lot of things we didn't get to put in there in the video because we didn't know if like, YouTube at the time would allow certain things. That church, it has a lot of dark history. During the Estes method, we had to take a lot of it out because we couldn't add a lot of it in there. But oh, that wow. was not holy have you guys gone back there 
at, at all since the last time. Century there, but we can't get access to it no more. Oh, I think the camp was a great documentary. Oh. That was a great <laughs> base. And isn't that the place where Jade caught that black shadow behind her that was like a yeah. demonic looking? She got followed. I... She was seeing, I think, her, her fiance walking around the house when he wasn't even in the house. She said a lot of weird stuff was happening there. When she talked to a demonologist, I told her that Satanists were going there and conjuring up demons in that cabin. Every time well, we go, it would just get more amped up and more amped up. It feeds off of your fear especially when it knows that it gets to you, that just gives it more power. When you did your documentary, Dead Follows, that was your brother. Was that correct, Jasmine? Okay. Yes. We know that some things have followed Jade home, and that was at the camp, and then some things followed your brother home. What about you guys? You had anything that followed you? No. Not, not from the camp, no. Surprisingly. No, not from the camp. <laughs> Do you think it picks somebody? Do you think it knows about someone when they walk in there? It knows if they're strong, if they're weak, do they go family? Definitely. I believe that a hundred percent. Yeah. Cause Jade was terrified as soon as she's, she walked in We were scared too, but I don't know. I feel like we have this kind of shield whenever we go there and Jade was right. really tired. So was her brother and he didn't even step foot in the camp, but somehow he got followed home and he's being tormented at his house with his family. But for some reason, we didn't get followed home. What yeah. has happened since you guys did that documentary? Is your brother still having some negative effects in this house? Is his kids still seeing that tall man? They do have still activity. It's not as bad as it was before. They do hear the footsteps when no one's there knockings on the wall doors closing it's just his house is nuts some of the sounds that came out of that i watched it two times oh, it was that good <laughs> thanks so much but, oh you're more than welcome another place that i'm going to be doing a full episode on is the omen house that i know oh. on. that is just a phenomenal place so i couldn't wait to ask you about your time there Give my listeners, I'll let you tell them what the Omen house is and where is it. David Omen is a really awesome guy. But when you walk into his house, you feel like you walk into a different dimension. His house has a very heavy feeling to where you feel you're going to pass out as soon as you're in his house. Yeah. That, the energy there is super, super strong. And uh, we had filmed there first with Jade. And then we had went back to do just a, a casual live. It wasn't even supposed to be an episode. But I started getting targeted something pretending to be like my dad and that's when i was like f this i felt if i wouldn't have left the house i was probably gonna just faint right there i felt like i was claustrophobic i felt like i was gonna pass out if i didn't leave that room when whatever was staying about my dad it scared me because i've never been targeted that way getting personal yeah and the what about you jasmine i feel because there are so many spirits in that house everyone is just all over the place because at some points it does feel like there's like a party going yeah. on there's just so many like there's spirits. just a crowd and there are people yeah and for your listeners who don't know what the omen house is the sharon tate murders happened two doors down so it's on cielo drive everybody is infatuated with that case i think i remember when ghost adventures did that place and they had taken a picture of an almost look like a baby orb in an orb, like resembling Sharon Tate and her unborn child that yeah, she didn't right, get right. to see. And I think that has always struck me with that house. 
Another crazy thing is that dirt downstairs. It's like an ancient Indians, right? Do you think accentuate that too? Definitely, 100%, yes. Can you feel something that's a little stronger when it's more ancient? Definitely, yes, because there's more like residual energy. I think he said something about maybe the water going through there, which is also like a conductor. So I think that his house is very charged up. Another place that I thought you were targeted at, and I might be wrong, didn't Jade take you to that witch house place that she took you guys to? She took us to the switch cabin up in uh, Crestline, right? I don't know what was up with this witch, but she did not like it. Is <laughs> is talking about how I started seeing things, but we had walked in there, yeah. we we're scoping out the house, and I looked towards the door, and I swore I saw a lady standing there and just looking at me, and she looked mad, and her, her hair was just black and just straight down, and I saw her for a split second, but after that witch was after me the entire time. She was mimicking me. She was making me nauseous. She was making me feel like, I think at one point my chest felt like it was caving in. I've never been messed with that either. That was scary. I don't know how- You could feel the tension in the air. You didn't even want to stay downstairs by yourself at that one point. You could could even see it in your face. Even the next day when I I had left the, the cabin, she was calling out my name on the spirit box. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was like, I don't know how they convinced me to go back, but a lot of people keep asking us to to go back there, especially me. And I'm like, I don't know. I feel that you two are so genuine. So does everybody else. So even though they don't want to, quote, put you in harm's way, per se, they know that when you're saying you're being affected, that it's true. But at least they know when you guys feel something positive or demonic, it's real. I also like that you go out into the woods. The one that I just watched of you like a week ago where there was a bunch of spiders everywhere. Oh, Satan, the Satan's castle. Oh, Devil's Gate. Devil's Gate. Yes. Insane. I was more scared because I thought there was actual people down there walking up. Because yeah. we were hearing people scream. And at one point- I was hearing it too. We had ducked down because I'm like, someone's coming up and we don't have any weapons or anything on us. We just had the cameras to hit somebody with, but- <laughs> Nobody came up nobody at all. There was no around us. We were hearing all this stuff and nothing to show what was causing it. Yeah. I know you carry bear spray sometimes. Have you ever thought about bringing like a taser or a gun just because some of these places that you go, there was murders that might've happened in this area. It's scary going out in the middle of nowhere. And then you hear screaming. I'm surprised you don't have a gun with you. I'm surprised we don't, but we don't really think we're going somewhere. A lot of people do tell us to take weapons. At the time, we're just so excited. And in that moment of just being in that place. Mm-hmm. I think we, we finish an investigation. We're like, wow, we didn't bring a weapon. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're alive. That's great. Jasmine, you have a bunch of haunted dolls, correct? Yes. Tell me a little bit about those. How long have you been collecting them? What got you to start collecting? The first doll that I got was a clown. I am very obsessed with clowns. I was looking through this lady's stuff and I saw the clown and then I noticed it said haunted doll and I read a little bit about him. She basically described it was a child and he's very harmless and not only because it was a clown but because it was a child I felt nobody wants him. I want to take him. Yeah I took him and she told me a lot about him. That was my first haunted doll. And when you bring in a haunted artifact, you have to treat it as if it was real. 
this is your home. You can do whatever you want. But you have to also set boundaries. He would hide things from you or play little pranks on you, which he did. Just setting boundaries for whatever doll you bring in, making them feel like they're a part of your family. So I, I do that. I talk to them. I greet them. I say goodnight. I think because I'm naturally a nurturing person, it draws me to these dolls because the second doll I had was a bear and he was said to have been demonic. Was that the bear that you brought to the church? Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. I know which one you're talking okay, about now. So he had a bound on his whole body. And funny thing is I didn't even notice it was the shape of a star, the, the bind that he had. I didn't get the bear for a little while because I was like, no, should I get him? Should I not? He's demonic and I didn't want him messing with my other doll. And I don't know, for some reason, something just told me, just get the bear. So I got the bear and yeah, nothing really happened at my house that was in the description because the bear had been given up a bunch of times. Like he was adopted and given back. I, I welcomed him. I introduced him to my other doll. Jasper is the clown. And yeah, I didn't really experience anything demonic or evil. So then we decided, why don't we cut the binds? Inside the church. <laughs> yeah. And then look what happened. <laughs> I don't know if you followed me a while on Instagram, but the bear is nowhere to be found. He's gone. No. Yeah. Vanished. Him and the bucket he came in. When was the last time that you saw him? Over a year ago. So after we unbound him from the church and I brought him home, yeah. it was about two months. Not that I didn't pay attention, but it was two months because I was moving at the time. So yeah. I really didn't pay attention to him. And so when I'm moving all my things from my house, I'm like, wait, where's Brom? The bear's name is Brom. His bucket's gone and he's gone. And they all have their own spots in the house. He was gone, vanished. And no one took him? I live by myself with my daughter. And I even asked her, hey, do you know where Brahms is? And she's, no. And we moved completely and nowhere. And he's a huge bear with that huge bucket. You'd find him easily somewhere. But I haven't checked my house. I checked everywhere just to make sure, but gone. I don't have any haunted dolls yet. I look at it like a Chucky doll. Is it going to start running around somebody's house? Is it hurting somebody? You treated it like for what it was. A person, you're in my home now. You're safe care about you. I can't see him leaving. He just picked up his bags and took off. <laughs> and I yeah, I even messaged the lady. I said, hey, the bear's gone. I don't remember what exactly she said, but she was like, he'll come back to you. And I was like, okay. <laughs> going to be weird. Five years later, you end up seeing him somewhere. I would, that That's would, yeah. It's been over a year. That'll be awesome. I do miss him. <laughs> I do miss the bear, but yeah, he's literally just gone. Tell me about your scariest time. I think Crystal Lake. Oh, yeah. I was going to say Hill House too scared the hell out of me, but... Crystal Lake is a place I try to forget, that owl lady or that owl witch. And that one messed me up because the story with the, it's a lechuza, which is like a witch bird, but from Mexico, it's like a story that if you hear her, she'll make your family ill or, or kill them. Or something. When we had went up there, we didn't even think anything about a lechuza or an owl witch or anything like that. We just went up there because a family got mauled by a bear. So we're like, oh, let's go up there because a lot of people say they see the family walking around or other stuff because there's a lot of weird stuff that happens up in Crystal Lake. But 
once we came across that lechusa and then we heard her crying and everything, I freaked the hell out. And the next day, one of my family members got taken to the hospital and she was there for a week. It could have been a coincidence, could it not, but I didn't want to go back there anymore just because of that, if it really was the owl witch who did that to my family member. As much as I'd want to go back, I don't want to because I don't want it messing yeah. with my family. We both heard her, but I feel because he saw her, she targeted him. I didn't see her, but I felt, I even told him, if you watch the video, I, I tell him there's something up in that corner, we shouldn't go. And the spirit box kept warning us to don't go up there, don't go up there, bad. And we didn't listen. We went up there yeah. and that's when we heard, I think, whistling. And that's that's the creepy thing about it, that she whistles, she cries. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what we were hearing at the time. So when she told me there's something over there, don't go. I went to go look. And in between the trees, I saw a long white face and she was just looking. It was like a blank stare. And she just looked at me and it freaked me the hell out. And then that's when I heard, I think it sounded like a baby, a child crying. I ran and she's like, don't leave me. And <laughs> <laughs> to fire in lux uh, because i didn't know what to do and ne we never came across anything like this so i just wanted to ask him if my family member was going to be okay or what should i do and he pretty much told me that because they're known to come visit you and i guess warn you about a family member that's about to die but in this case i guess we came across her because we went to her territory it was like a warning it was like a warning yeah so she showed you a little bit of what she can do. Yeah. Don't go looking for me again. Wow, that is- I'm even getting chills. That still gives me chills to the bone because I've we've never experienced anything like that. To me, that's folklore and Mexican legends who experience it. it it's something else, especially right. when you get sick. I don't want to mess with that if it's hurting my family. I don't blame you. I think you two have such a great way of showing us all on what you're experiencing. Thank us for that, that we don't put music or anything in our videos because we like keeping it raw. We like you guys to feel like you're there with us. And a lot of people yeah. think and it makes us happy that we're actually doing something that you guys enjoy watching. Tell me about that mausoleum place that you guys go to. That satanic wall. That is weird. It has goat figures around the church. When we heard what about brought it- brought you there? We heard about it online, but not, not a lot of people really know about it. So we're like, let's go check it out. And as soon as you're walking down there, it, it starts to get heavier and heavier as if, if you're like sinking in through the floor. And when you walk in and you see the wall, it's crazy. It's insane. I can't even explain. I just story. can't believe that you guys got the activity that you had. It was more not welcoming. Is that it's how so you guys? It feels like nobody has ever been down there. It's me. The, the feeling once you, you get to the last step is Very so dreadful. heavy. And what boggles my mind is that all the walls in that whole area are exactly the same marble. But that particular wall has yeah. the figure. Very detailed. And I don't know how that was made, but there's clearly goats and, and skeletons and demons. With wings. Uh, just. Do you think that in some way, whoever created that had that in the back of their mind do you think that it was a mistake or do you think there was some intention i feel intention type I, of thing because the other walls don't have any nothing. figures like that at all and only that one does and it's the same material it's just 
you can't explain it. Probably intentional. I agree with you. I saw the goat, how it had the horns, the way it was a skull, like you see out in the desert. That's what it reminded me of. Do you guys experience anything in your own homes? I do here and there, but not frequently, thank God. But here and there, I will hear things. It'll happen and then just go away. I'll, I'll get mostly nightmares, like really bad nightmares. And Jeez. do you get that sleep paralysis? Actually, no, I've only had that one in my life, but that's when I was younger, but oh. I'm being chased. I have those a lot too. With the doll that you have, do you think they're more less contained for you, Jasmine? Or do you have separate stuff that happens in your house too? My house is active, but it's not anything like alarming. It doesn't scare me or my daughter. We know it's the children because we hear them running around or they'll hide certain things of ours. And it's, oh, Jasper did that or Denny because they're like little mischievous kids. Just letting you know that they're there. Yeah, my house is active but it's nothing malevolent. I already know what's there. But if you saw the puppet episode, yeah, that guy gave me sleep paralysis bad. He gave me nightmares to, he reminds me of that movie Puppet Master. He seemed mischievous just looking at him. The one thing that Victor and Jasmine had proved to me, I don't know if any of you have ever thought that your car could be haunted or that a figure could be out in front of your car in a cemetery. You guys freaked me out when you were doing the one with the, I think it was, you stopped the one in, had the ramp pod in the back seat. Ortega Highway. We got the, yeah. That one we didn't really expect. What did you feel about that though? That you proved somebody can get in your fucking car and drive with you and then get out and hitch a ride. What were you thinking? I was creeped out. I heard a breath when I turned back there when the REM pod was going off yep. and I heard a full on breath and I was like, what? Like someone's back there. Someone's in the back seat. Yeah, and, that was you know, terrifying. <laughs> I saw there was like an orb that came between you and the seat and you could see it. Yeah. You could tell there was something in your car. And yeah. then when you did the, not the, what is it? It's not a Prius. What is it? The car that you went well, through the set. Yeah. What did you think that, about that? That was, that was really crazy for me because if you watch or hear me like freaking out, I'm sorry, guys, I'm freaking out. It's something you really have to experience. You know, there's literally no one there. This car detects people that has sensors is detecting these spirits walking. Yeah, it was like a cool experience. But the one at night was scary. Crazy. We went at nighttime and it walked up towards the back. That one freaked me out. And it knocked. Didn't it knock yeah. on your door? It wanted a ride. That guy wanted a ride too. There should be more studies done. We don't know how much they really are everywhere. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but Nick Valente, he's the founder of the International Dogman Project. He works with scientists. They have concluded that there are 11 different dimensions. When I live at property a few months ago in Whitleyville, we were there for a year with the property that was haunted, had the cave and everything. He said, when you walk outside, there could be a Bigfoot literally standing right in front of you, Farron. You're not going to see it. They can go in and out of portals and there are Bigfoot because it banged on my house a couple times. I believe in Bigfoot wow. 100%. Me too. I know you have been over to the East Coast like Salem, but have you been Tennessee? No. No. Well, we haven't. You definitely need to come here because I live uh, 20 minutes from the Bell Witch Cave. Rushy Mountain State is here too. Land between the lakes, which is where the dog man 
there is a family that was said to be killed. I did a story on it. A family oh, wow. that was killed in the 80s from a dog man. It was covered up by the local government. So a lot of us are trying to get together. This past June, when I still live at that property, I had a big research team. We went out, searched for Bigfoot cryptids, and there was rake skinwalkers in my cave. I would go in there by myself, investigate, and three different mediums watched my, my videos that I had made. And they were from three different parts in the US. And each one of them said they saw a skinwalker when I had shown my flashlight into this cave and saw them. I guess they wanted to use me to let them out because they were banished there thousands of years ago from a shaman. Oh. I've had dealt with that kind of ancient. Have you guys ever dealt with skinwalk? I know where you mm -hmm. all live, California, Nevada, there's a lot of talk. About no, we have. Really think I don't think we have. Like. You guys should go to that Truckee River murder house that's out there in Truckee, California. You actually been talking about going there. The Truckee murders. Yeah, that's on our list, actually. That's a great place. I've watched Patrick from the haunted side go there a lot. There was some skinwalker activity out there and just craziness. But if you ever want to come out this way, I was going to extend an open invitation for you to have somewhere to stay and we could oh. all go to. I know it's, it gets a little pricey with gas and hotels rooms and all that. I have my own equipment. And if you ever wanted to plan out to come on this side of the country to do some investigation, I'd love to have you. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Thank you. Definitely. What is the best time to go out there that's not scorching hot and not snowing? That would be spring. I would say in late April, early May is like the perfect time. It is not 90 degrees, nor is it snowing. I don't like snow, but there's so many places around here. There's prisons, the hospitals. We don't have to stay in Tennessee. I'm literally 20 minutes from you get all the Kentucky stuff. I think it would be awesome. I think we'll set something up for the springtime. Where do you see yourself in two, three years going with this? Where do you want to take Barrier Beyond? Continue what we're doing and showing you proof as much as evidence as we can get to show that there is mm -hmm. life out. Two, three years from now, we want to expand and probably do out of country. And yeah. definitely that's on our list as well. So many places over the pond. I like the Scottish, Irish I would love to fire caves where you get that that ancient, like the ancient Ram Inn. Those are the places that I love. That history, you can go in these castles. Vlad the Impaler is one of my favorite stories to ever. He's mine too. To. He impaled 30, 40,000 Turks. It was barbaric back then. I've watched Transylvania, the castle where he was held prisoner, and Vlad came over the spirit box, and it was just oh. crazy. You guys could get over there too. I'll work with you guys to get donations to get you over there or whatever you need help with. For my listeners, tell them where you can be found. On YouTube, Barrier Beyond. We also have Barrier Beyond Official on Instagram. That's where we have the merch and the YouTube link right there. We always use the Instagram Beyond Official. I had just added you. I would love to show again. Oh, I would love to have you. I was looking for an investigation team to do something different. Trying to see about doing a podcast live when you are out there investigating. Not only are you doing for your channel, but... You could also be on my podcast doing a live investigation and I'm there with you in audio spirit. I have walkie talkies that they can hear my voice or I can ask you guys to ask a question. But it's something that you would be apt to hearing more about and coming together to see what we could do to get that to happen. That would be like a first. I don't know any Ooh, podcasts cool. that have a live investigations. Yeah. I would, would love be, to do that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. We'll set it up. 
Thank you for joining us on this captivating journey into the mysterious world of the paranormal with Barrier Beyond. Victor and Jasmine have shared their most intriguing investigations, their personal experiences with the supernatural, and their genuine commitment to exploring the unknown. From encounters with hitchhiking spirits to terrifying encounters in haunted locations, Barrier Beyond takes you on an immersive and authentic exploration of the paranormal. Join us again for some spine-tingling adventures and groundbreaking discoveries. Until then, keep your eyes open and your senses alert because the world of the unexplained is always right around the corner. And don't forget to check out our new Cabin Chronicles blog. It's very easy to get to. It's just cabinchronicles.blog. Until next time, Cabin Crew, explore your dreams.